Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us here on the Recruitment Roundup podcast, which is brought to you by BMS Performance. For those of you that are joining us for the first time, BMS Performance is a specialist sales and marketing recruitment consultancy. For the last 30 years, we've been helping businesses across the UK recruit for vacancies at every level. How are you doing, Sam? All good? All, all good, Mike. How's it going with you? All good. All, all good. All good. Looking forward to getting stuck into another episode. And today we want to talk about the subject of non-negotiables. And for me, um, this is a really important subject, I think, as sales professionals, not having non-negotiables um, can definitely affect sales team performance. But also, I, I wanted to touch on how having non-negotiables can improve your mindset as well, and as a byproduct, improve your performance too. So let's get stuck into it, Sam. What, what does non-negotiables means to you when I when yeah. I talk about that phrase how would you yeah. relate it to you know, your Mike's, job and yeah, what yeah, you understand no. non-negotiables to be yeah Mike it's a great question it's a great topic um, I obviously love the idea of non-negotiables so when I take it back to not just work but equally I think high performing sport teams or yeah. high performing businesses or any high performance sort of culture um, my understanding of non-negotiables is just um, a set of rules and principles kind of like a you know um, a guide you know that yeah. we would need to adhere to no matter what we will you know never bend or break we'll stick to these policies and principles at any given juncture so that's my understanding of non-negotiables um, is literally yeah our core guide our core principles our values that we stick to um, no matter the weather um, day after day to ultimately get the desired outcomes that we're looking for yeah yeah, I think it's a really, really good overview for for yeah. me. Um, non-negotiables as a um, as a topic and as something to think about um, is not that common. Yeah, you know, across the sales population. If I think about when I interview candidates, um, either to you know, work at BMS or if um, helping manage a process and we talk about non-negotiables it often um makes people take a step back and they have to think about what those yeah. non-negotiables are so if i look at some of like my non-negotiables mm-hmm. um i make sure we spoke about this in the podcast last week i leave every day with a plan yeah. time blocking is done for tomorrow one of my non-negotiables is i will always take a balanced approach to any situation there's always two sides to any story um and i try to operate with a growth mindset as much as i possibly can there's some like top level ones um but you know if we think more practically about how having non-negotiables can help a salesperson perform better then yeah we could look at something like customer profiling for example um what are your thoughts are around that, having non-negotiables around customer profile, and if you want to speak a bit about that. That's a great point. I think when we're speaking about customer profiling, it's ideally, well, before we actually get into non-negotiables, we probably need to understand what our ideal customer profile looks like, I imagine, Mike, is where we're, yeah. we're probably going with that. And um, I think it's such a it's such a good point. You know, um, it's so important for us as sales professionals, um, you know, to really get to understand 
what the non-negotiables are for any customer that we would take on, especially in the element of new business. We're looking to identify, you know, who was the right kind of customer that makes sense for us to work with, you know, as a business. Uh, but also, you know, do they fall in line with, you know, the things that, you know, we would be looking to do and provide them as a service. So um, it's just something that, yeah, we definitely need to be mindful of because not all business is good business. Not all customers are good customers. Um, yeah. So by sticking to the, you know, the non-negotiables and the non, um, non-negotiating non principles, um, it really then points a structure and we could then go into, yeah, the the, the, the bits that come after that. What do you, what would you say then if, if you don't have yeah. non-negotiables, what could be the impact yeah. of that? If we stay in this lane of, working with the right types of customers um, comes into pipeline management, doesn't it? It yeah. comes into like, it's the strokers piece as well, which yeah. we've all suffered strokers. So if you think of, if you've not got a clear set of yeah. non-negotiables as a salesperson, what, what, what do you think could be some of the impacts of that? Yeah, well, the main impact, if we think about it from a top line, is you're not going to be successful, right? It's yeah. it's a relationship that's probably set up to fail on 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 both sides, you know. So yeah. um, if you haven't got non-negotiables as a salesperson for some of the customer profiles that you're looking to take on, um, you know, long term, what that impact will then look like is, you know, we're not going to be able to provide them with the service that they're ultimately looking for, and equally, they aren't going to be able to ultimately re- re- rely on us. So I think the key thing is to really understand what that profile looks like adhering to that profile and making sure that we do this consistently um, for any new customer that would need to take on yeah yeah otherwise you end up taking on bad business don't you yeah you get really excited think oh i've got a new client got you client actually you know the commitment level of the client is on the floor they see you as a um supplier yeah not a partner yeah um and then that can then have a mental health impact to yeah. a sales professional. That might sound quite severe, but what I mean yeah. is frustration, like yeah. breeding yeah. out of control because I yeah. think, well, you know, I'm bringing on these customers, but it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, for example, or, and we see this a lot, um, when someone is struggling to get prospects to turn up to yeah. a meeting, meeting yeah. this is classic. Yeah. I think, you know, what one thing that I see a lot is meetings being booked by LinkedIn mm-hmm. or on email, mm-hmm. not fully qualified. Yeah. Um, and then what happens? Decision maker doesn't attend. So if we had a set of non-negotiables, which is before we yeah. will agree to a meeting, yeah. we need to have spoken to someone, understand yeah, what they course. want to get out of the meeting, yeah. um, understand the stakeholders involved, yeah. understand exactly what authority they have, understand what the problems are that they've experiencing before the meeting and now you're non-negotiables and if you don't have them in place and you don't attend the meeting, um, then that should, you know, by default mean that you get a higher turn-up rate to meetings. That's just an example. Yeah, no, Mark, it's a really, really great point. And we speak about obviously different kinds of relationships that we would have with our potential clients um, and, and, and and customers along the way. Um, we speak about, you know, having transactional relationships versus, you know, partnerships. Um, yeah. And, you know, what you are speaking of there is, you know, initially potential transactional relationships. But um, when we speak about non-negotiables, um, those non-negotiables, 
would ultimately you want customers and clients that share similar values and similar yeah. ways of looking to do business with you um, and you spoke about you know booking these things especially on, on LinkedIn or not having a full qualification process and yeah. ultimately the impact of that is you know it's, it's going to be bad business it's going to lead to you know false promises and I really like you know I know you said mental health but you know it is true right you know from if you are a sales professional if you don't know exactly where you stand um, how keen um, you know this person is you know to potentially work with you and it then gives you that lingering um, term you know that that lingering feeling in your stomach and I think we've all had it you feel out of control because if you haven't if you haven't got you know negotiable as yeah. to you know what good business look like, yeah. what looks like for you, and what your expectations are of the companies that you can be partnering with, then you you lose you lose deals, you get ghosted, you feel out yeah. of control, yeah. then you just feel like everything's against you, um, and you end up All frustrated, annoyed, yeah. and you know there's a there's a, um, a sales leadership point in here that sales leaders should help their team understand what their non-negotiables are, um, but fundamentally it just leads to overall poor pipeline management doesn't it and pipeline dropping out um i would say so we'll, we'll go on and we'll talk about later on in the podcast how people can um understand what their non-negotiables are but b- before we move on to that i also want to talk about um the benefits of having non-negotiables in order to improve your mindset and maximize your performance so for example something that um really resonates with me um and i see it play out internally i see it play out externally you see it with professional sports people as well is this idea um that commitment creates motivation like motivation is just a is a feeling isn't it so if your non-negotiables, one of your non-negotiables is every day you are going to approach any situation, whether it's good or bad, with yeah. a growth mindset, and you're going to take accountability, and you're going to commit to getting everything that you need out of your day, regardless of how you're feeling. So let's say, for example, you're in a field sales role, and you part of your KPIs are you must attend two meetings a day, yeah. and around those meetings you must find 10 leads yeah so regardless of how you're feeling you commit to that that is your daily non-negotiable so it's combined both practically and it's combined from a attitude skills piece as well if you like that will then drive motivation but where where i think sometimes people fall down having non-negotiables um related to like the mindset is to rely on motivation rather than committing to right these are the non-negotiables yeah. this is what i'm going to achieve and if you look at any top sports person top performers you know they have a good understanding of this they do the they hit the daily non-negotiables they're accountable for um their key success metrics daily and they achieve them and then that in turn builds motivation yeah. as well i'm not sure what your take is on that and if you've yeah, got no, no, I really, really like that. And I really agree with it. I think the key thing with non-negotiables is just I really like how we started speaking about holding yourself accountable um, yeah. and really no matter, you know, the, 
the day that you're having or no matter the mood that you're in, um, really doing the right principles and sticking to them day after day with view to, you know, ultimately getting to, to, to the end goal that you're looking for. So, um, the, the key thing, like you said, motivation is a feeling in creating mm. those those um, values and those principles in line with that um, and then making sure that on a consistent day whether it's two meetings a day uh, if you're a you know a football player or if it's that you know maybe it's kicking a hundred balls against the wall a day whatever yeah. that that could look like um, it's just you know doing that every single day regardless of your role doing it out you know outside those working hours because that's what those non-negotiables tend to be really things that you, you need to do every single day no matter rain shine um day after day month after month yeah. week after week you know to hit those levels that that leads to success yeah. yeah i just want to talk um about that um post i shared in the team whatsapp group i'm going to read it out Go motivation on. is like yeah. is like that mate who's great for a laugh only turns up when things are easy and fun they're right for a good time now and then but you can't rely really rely on them for the serious stuff yeah discipline call it discipline call it being committed to yeah. you know, what your daily non-negotiables are though is your best mate always there rock solid mm-hmm. they don't just show up when it suits them they're by your side through thick and thin ready to help you out whenever you need it i love Thanks. that i think it really epitomizes like what what, what we're talking about and you know, if you can anchor yourself to non-negotiables daily, then it can only be a positive thing for your yeah. performance. Um, however, having non-negotiables also means that you're probably going to have to say no to people mm-hmm. and prospects. Um, I've got a great more often than yeah. yeah, more often. Um, then you might have previously been doing if you've not had non-negotiables and as salespeople we're all hungry for success success we all get tempted by you know they sound good oh this looks like a good prospect yeah it's a maybe it's a big brand name with an industry set to it it's a you know it's a it it looks great name and lights type thing but actually when you when you when you peel under when you peer under the surface it's not that great for a multitude of reasons um, you know, and you know you should probably say no because it's yeah. not the right type of prospect, but you yeah. think, we'll just give it a go. Yeah. We'll just give it a go. We'll give it a chance. And what happens? Falls doesn't flat. end up successful. Yeah. Falls flat. Yeah. So the, the power of saying no yeah. is a superpower when used correctly. Right. And I say the word correctly because yeah. there's a skill in being able to say no but still retain a positive relationship of with that client. I'm keen for you to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. It's, you've had some recent experience of it yeah. and you could probably give some good insight to listeners yeah. how you've you've handled a situation yeah. like this. Yeah, no, correct, Mike. It's a really, really great point. And I really like the way that you spoke about um, the power of saying no and ideally looking to maintain a positive um, relationship. So just in terms of obviously going back past week, um, I had a scenario um, with a, you know, um, um, a 
prospect um, that I feel like we've got a you know, pretty good relationship with them as a business. And at this time, it's an exciting for it's an exciting time for them as an organization. They are in the process of looking to create a brand new sales team um, all up and down the UK. So looking to grow and expand a few different heads, um, one in the north, one in the middle, one in the south is, is essentially the scenario. And yeah, um, we were able to consult have a really good conversation, understand what's looking to drive that growth, um, understand the current profiles that they're looking for, um, discuss the market, map the market accordingly, and put in a tailor-made solution, which they were very happy with. And yeah, um, I'm quite confident that towards the end of you know the next couple of weeks, we should hopefully have filled these roles and yeah, they could uh, be embarking on this journey. So that was really good. But um, in terms of what also came about within that conversation um, was an opportunity to, to work on a position um, which is um, a very important pivotal role for them as an organization. Um, it's a sales director role, um, which um, already by that, you know, tells you just how important it is. And roles like this, um, where um, profitability, um, where, um, you know, revenue, um, wins, losses, all of that are so, so key for a business. And obviously we spoke about, a, you know, the company itself mm -hmm. looking to grow and expand, looking to create the right culture. Um, it's important to get these kinds of hires right. It's important for us to make sure that we've done all the things accordingly because, you know, when you make a mistake with positions of this ilk, you know, mm -hmm. um, the negative impact could be something that a business, which may, maybe even especially a smaller business, uh, a real challenge to recover from. You know, yeah. so um, it's it's important for us because um, we've got duty of care to our clients at the end of the day to provide them with the right solution. And, you know, not to just plug BMS on the back of this, but, you know, we I pride myself on that as an account manager to make sure yeah. that every time when I'm speaking uh, to someone I'm consulting, I'm looking to add value. I'm looking yeah. to share insightful information that will paint the picture um, and that will help them because um, ideally the right thing that you want to do is fill a role with the right person um, regardless of what it will cost or what impact it will have the key thing is to make the right decision for you as a business um, in the scenario um, post um, the company themselves were looking to pay probably you know 40 to 50 percent below what the market is requiring for for this role yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, I wouldn't want to put a number on it um, for the purpose of this, but you know, 40 to 50 percent down as to where we were. Um, we had a really difficult conversation. I was able to instruct what they were looking for versus what the market is, um, and you know, um, after some back and forth, you know. They unfortunately decided not to go with what I was saying, you know, which is fine, which can happen. Yeah. Um, they, you know, were in a position where, you know, Sam, how would you like? And I ultimately turned down the business um, mm. as well. So um, I, you know, credibly said to them, look, Mr. Customer, I would love the opportunity to help you with this. But, you know, based on salary, based on the solution that we are pro proposing for us to work together, um, you know, if we don't do this the right way, it will not work and you are not going to be happy. Um, and, and I don't want to 
do the right thing and just have you know get a vacancy on with you be working on a sales director role because it is a sales director role mm. um, without these things in place for us to do yeah. the right thing and you know help you um, you know get to where you're looking to so yeah I turned down the business um, but you know I was you know consultative I was positive about it I gave clear reasons as to why it That's wasn't the project, it? Um, that yeah. we, we, we could take on and I feel like the customer really appreciated that and um, you know we're still in a positive space within you know with how we're working obviously got these opportunities that we're working on at this time but I think from my end it was just a a great example of you know when things aren't right and I'm trying to think about what it could be like if you're a sales professional within any other role you know sometimes not all business is good business sometimes not all numbers are good numbers you know um, I think there's an analogy that I'm, I'm thinking of in terms of empty calories <laughs> okay. i don't know it's probably, it's probably a bit extreme um but um you know well, it's, empty calories <laughs> empty, oh, it's a great question mike empty calories are essentially calories that are you know you're filling your need in terms of food so an example of empty calories could probably be i don't know candy floss you know as an example i got you know it's just something to have for the sake of having but what's it doing for you nothing you know, so we, yeah. we take it into nutrition. And if we speak about, you know, the, the direct opposite of that, it's the right vitamins, the right vegetables, the right protein, the right carbs, the right starch. That's the right customer profile, you know. But then sometimes, you know, you don't want to be putting on empty calories or putting on a number on, on, on the on the board just for the sake of it. And um, yeah, I had that conversation. So yeah, stay away from the empty calories. That's probably what I'm <laughs> looking, stay away from the candy floss. <laughs> but I think what you've shown there is that yeah. if you've approached a situation with yeah. logic yeah. and reason, you give an explanation, but you also give the explanation with empathy and yeah. then you demonstrate an integrity, then it's pretty hard for decision maker or one of the influencers involved in the process to yeah. see that as a negative because of what we're saying is look you know this is the right solution it's not the right solution clearly for you right now yeah. so i'm not going to sell you solution b solution yeah. c yeah because that isn't correct for you yeah. however let's consider revisiting this yeah no in a month's time, well, a yeah. few months' time, yeah. maybe the problems become bigger, the cost of the problems become larger, the impact yeah. therefore has yes. become greater. Yeah. And then the prospect then decides to go with what it was that you were saying, but you're demonstrating credibility, yeah. integrity, and in that I'm not going to start this relationship off, or if it's an existing relationship, I'm not going to um, jeopardize yeah. the relationship that we've built by providing you with a service solution or product that I know isn't the right fit yeah and I think when you position it like that people can only appreciate it and, and, it, and yeah. understand where you're coming from Mike and it takes courage to, to you know to do that how many times you know I think you know it's the right some, thing to do don't you you know it's the right, you know thing, it's right to thing to do you know yeah especially yeah. when I think about you know some of the newer starters that you know we've we've had on the team or like through experience within this role and like you know um how often will we find you know you know potential client will call you and be like look we're looking for help with this you know can you help you know and sometimes you know we know fully well what our solutions are what we specialize in what mm. we can do for you and yeah. you know sometimes it's okay to say no and people will value more value you more you know for you just being honest you know for you saying this is what we can do this is the right thing to do um just 
you know, standing firm in your in your guidelines and your principles because you want to do right by them too. I think through through doing this though and, and doing it right, you protect and then increase the chances of getting future business. Exactly. So how many people have you said no to that have actually came back to you? Loads. 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 Yeah. Loads because you build credibility. You're not just taking everything else, everything yeah. on. The 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 worst is where someone would say, "Yeah, we can give, we can give it a go." Yeah. If we talk about recruitment, yeah, we'll give that job. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll look at that job. We'll look at that. We'll job. stick an advert out. Um, they won't get the response because the talent pool was never there yeah. in the yeah. first place. Um, the client doesn't hear back from the recruiter. Yeah, they they think something. And then they were, yeah, yeah, nothing's been done. They get frustrated. Then they start having a bad impression of recruiters generally. Right. Um, and you know, no one wins in that scenario. Yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. Um. To finish off, then, should we talk about how people can possibly work out what their non-negotiables are? And obviously, we're yeah. going to talk about this very generalistically. Yeah. Because. Um, each company is going to be different, but I um I remember listening to a, a podcast a, a while ago, and I'm not going to say it was my phrase, but it wasn't because it wasn't. Um, but it was if you were an a Olympic athlete and sales was an Olympic sport. Oh, I like where this what is going. What one thing would you train for daily that would help you win the gold medal? That just provokes loads of thought. Yeah. So you know, something that maybe you know is part. It's a, it's a world class basic in whatever field of sales that you're working. Maybe it's number of meetings, number of proposals. Maybe it's if you're in an SDI role, making a certain amount of calls. Maybe it's booking a certain amount of meetings. You know, all these are sales basics. But if you know that's a key success metric then what you need to do to get better at performing against that key success metric and then that's a non-negotiable yeah. from a behavior skills perspective you've got other non-negotiables haven't you like we talked about you know being really clear on what your customer profile is yeah. like if you're a, a company that wants to sell a contractual service to a specific market segment, i.e., let's say it's hospitality, but you really only, you don't want the independence. It needs to be the, um, you know, the the the, the, the regional change, and maybe the multinationals, and of course, then you focus on them. Um, if it's in um, recruitment, then maybe you want to focus on businesses that have got a certain amount of people working in the discipline that you recruit within, um, so you can get repeat amount of vacancies. Could be something like values alignment as well. Yeah, I really like yeah. that. Yeah. What other ones would you consider? Isn't that that could it's fall in within fall in this exercise? Yeah, no, it's, it's a great point. I think the key thing that we are touching on there, Mike, is just really having a clear qualification criteria. You yes, know, in, 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 in exactly that sense, it right? It's, yeah. it's, it's having a clear qualification criteria. So I really like the example of, you know, you spoke about, you know, potential recruitment. Is it, you know, is our qualification criteria working with a certain amount of, you know, clients within our world that have a mm. certain amount of potential uh, people that, you know, that they bring on um per calendar year you know if it's working within logistics as an example is it a certain um client customer profile that you know moves freight in and out of europe as in many how many shipments per, per week mm. 
you know so yeah. it's just having that clear qualification criteria and then you know sticking to it so um i think it's, it's definitely that um, I'm trying to think of um, other examples that would maybe go with with, with within that that line. Um, maybe perhaps being, you know, then consistent within your decision making process. You know, when you yeah. are when you are then. So I think those two really stand out to me. So I I think as a as a, as an exercise, if people are thinking of constructing what the non-negotiables are, having five tick boxes three relate to the customer profile and then two relate to the decision makers so i.e we got access to the actual relevant stakeholders and have you got commitment to catch up following you know the initial contact yeah be it a meeting be a phone call uh, slas and then are they being adhered to and all the time your non-negotiables are under review so that would be what your non-negotiables are from a practical, you know, in the job perspective. But then you've also got your non-negotiables from, you know, how you behave within the role, yeah. what um, attributes you demonstrate, what you need to, you know, work on. Example, you know, a non-negotiable could be something like asking for feedback every yeah. single day on yeah. how your day has gone, what your performance has been like, something like that. It could be around, as we, we said earlier, making sure you finish each day with a plan for tomorrow um could be around if you're in a a, a telephone-based sales role making sure that you record one call a day and listen back to it so you're constantly assessing your performance and therefore improving could be listening to a podcast podcast once a week (laughs) yeah that's relevant to your industry sector it's relevant to sales or something that you're learning from yeah. Um, your non-negotiables can change over time. They might change as your job role changes. It might change yeah. as the market conditions change. Yeah. Um, so they're constantly under review. But if you have an, a set of them and then adhering to them more often than not, can only breed success. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, and uh, the key thing is you're looking to, to grow and develop as a sales prof- as a sales professional. Um, and I really like you know the examples that you've gone on. If that's as simple as if you are in a you know telesales role, you're having to make a hundred calls per day. Um, it's as simple as you know, am I recording one to two of my my best calls or my longest calls equally my worst calls you know and um am i asking for feedback from my manager from my line manager every single day you know um am i um am i reading books you know am i investing in my own learning am i attending seminars webinars you know these are non-negotiables that you could um you know include within your role and i really like the fact that they can change within your role and as you develop as you grow um you know they aren't going to be things that are going to stay the same but then the key thing that has to be there is to have them and then ultimately holding yourself accountable and sticking to them every single day um you know to become you know a, a better person and a better professional and that can only lead to further success indeed indeed so hopefully everybody got a good amount of value from that yeah. that was a i really enjoyed talking about that one sam it's a it's a subject that yeah. is really important yeah. to me and i see it play out in our business, yeah. you know, if we look at the top performers and the people that do really well, you can see it playing out. There's things that they do every yeah. day and they hold themselves accountable to. So thanks for that. Really enjoyed it.
really enjoy that, Mike. Thank you so much. I really, really like the, the paragraph that you brought back within, within the group chat as well. When you speak about friends and I've gone, wow, that's a good point. We need to pick some better best mates, Mike. That's what we need to do. <laughs> yeah, great. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening and we'll look forward to bringing another episode to you again next week. Oh, 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 oh,